Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, guys. We're so glad to be here. We really enjoy this weekly process of encouraging, sharing Mm -hmm. biblical truth, and our experiences as... uh, Courageous parents, fellow courageous parents with you, right? That's right. We are still in the parenting mode, as you guys know. And so we um, obviously are trying to live out and take our own advice, but also we hope to also share some of our practical experiences with you guys, both the good things and the hard things that and the mistakes that we've made totally. along the way, because those are really the you best can sometimes ways to learn. learn more from other people's mistakes. Yeah, for sure. So we are talking about equipping your kids to be in the world but not of the world. And that can be a really hard paradox for a lot of people, right? Because they're like, okay, what exactly does that mean? So they've heard that maybe that's like a biblical concept, right? Yeah. Because we all live in the world. We can't get out of it, right? right. Yeah. Um, but obviously the Bible's pretty clear, even like Romans 12, it talks about having your mind renewed and transformed by the renewing of the word, right? Absolutely. So we'll go into this. But uh, first of all, thanks for helping with the One Million Legacies movement, mm-hmm. all the shares, all the uh, reviews on iTunes and other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just hits it to tap it. You give us five stars. That helps the algorithms, you know, expand the network uh, and reach totally. of the podcast. So all of that is really cool. We read every single one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's precious to us and spurs us on. Um, this is one of our ways to give back and to give yeah. value to the world. Uh, from what we've learned. So mm-hmm. um, you were going to say something about the homeschooling blueprint. Oh, yeah. So you guys know that the homeschooling blueprint is a course that we made for homeschooling parents. I don't want to say moms or dads, right? Yeah. Isaac and I are actually in some of the videos together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, teaching videos. And it's about six hours of curriculum, right, Isaac? Yep. Ish. Six and a half hours. And yeah, because we have that and a 45 page, 45 page download book. Yeah. Right. We call it the roadmap. The roadmap. The roadmap to homeschooling. Anyways. So a lot of people have been messaging me going, hey, that looks really cool. So is it an actual curriculum for my kids to use or is it a curriculum for me? And I just want to say, hey, if you've ever wanted to like go to a homeschooling conference and learn about how to start homeschooling, what is the, what are the first things that you want to consider laying a good foundation for homeschooling? That's kind of this course. That's part of the course. And if you're a seasoned homeschooler, we're getting tons of uh, reviews from seasoned homeschoolers too going yeah, through it saying it this is like rocket so. fuel mm-hmm. to helping me get more organized, be more efficient, yeah. pick better curriculum, learning styles of my kids, all the stuff. Yeah. We talk about the different approaches. We even go over how to like basic practical skills that as moms are super handy, like time blocking when you're so, creating your own routine and structure, which is always a popular question. So it's approaching 400 families already in the course. It mm-hmm. launched just several weeks ago. So yeah. praise God that it's having a big impact. We have tons of testimonials coming through. Lots are up at the website at CourageousParenting.com and you just hit the tab and then you can hit uh, Homeschooling Blueprint. Also, all the resources from this episode Mm -hmm. and all episodes are there, scripture references and so forth. So let's dive in. So first of all, one of the ways to equip your kids is through experiences. 
but that takes humility. So one of the biggest questions or most frequently asked questions that I think we get together as a combined together question is, do you guys share about like your history when you were a teenager and the mistakes you made, maybe the sins that you struggled with, right? Um, Whether that be um, like stealing to talking back to parents, to being disrespectful, to even more like sexual sin and things Mm -hmm. like that. A lot of parents want to know like, what do you guys do? What do you think about that, right? Well, and the reality is, I'll just share with you, like Isaac and I have been transparent. We've also been very... um, we're very aware of the spiritual maturity of each of our kids yeah. and we are careful about what ages are appropriate for each of the kids to hear and have those conversations. But it's we, really a kid by kid basis because yeah. age isn't as relevant as to where their maturity is at. That's right. And so the, the, isn't it true? We all would say like, man, I really don't want my kids to make the same mistakes that I made. Mm-hmm. And so one of the best ways for them to be in the world, because we're all in the world, but not of the world is to hear how we made our of the world mistakes. Yeah. Right. And the regrets that we have, but obviously there's a whole episode on that. I think I don't, yeah, we did a whole episode on our parenting mistakes. You can look it up. Oh yeah. 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 Well, we've made more than those, but (laughs) the whole point though, is that it takes humility in your parenting to actually let your kids in on the truth about where you were. And can I just encourage you for a moment? If you're kind of scared about doing that, say you have some teenagers, right. And you're, you've been talking to them about purity and different things. And, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm diving into the hard topic and you're cautious. You're like, don't want to tell them because you think to yourself, well, how can I encourage them not to, if I did right? Mm -hmm. A lot of parents feel that way. And I would just say, no, you have to be humble and just share. Like, obviously you're not going to share the details, like, you know, but what I'm saying is share with your kids what your feelings of regret are, or just share with them the life lessons that you've learned, the things that God has taught you, and maybe the things that you regret. Because the reality is, if we want our kids to stand on our shoulders, like there's this model of Mm -hmm. a good teacher, right? That their kids would be able to stand on their shoulders and do far better than they can, right? If you're going to be a good teacher, that's actually going to require humility. It's going to require you to be willing to say, yeah, I really screwed up. But you'll never get the opportunity to have those conversations if your kids don't first feel a absolute love from you. And they need to hear from Mm -hmm. a young age on, this needs to be over and over again from a very young age all the way up, ideally, um, but it's never too late. But they need to hear, I love you no matter what you do. And you know what? That's when they feel comfortable talking to you about the mistakes they make. We want to, of course, as parents, prevent them from making mistakes. But at the same time, they need to learn from their mistakes. And if they're only learning purely 100% from your wisdom until they're 18, then um, they don't have that experiential learning too. Right. So that actually brings in another topic is um, it's important to have like-minded biblical community around that's willing to also share in an appropriate time, right? Like a brother to a brother sharing mm-hmm. about their past mistakes in a humble manner too, just so they can hear like, wow, yeah, that was a big deal. But there's also, there's also really positive experiences. Like we encourage our kids to play sports, for example, on yeah. sports teams. Yep. Um, that's Which happening. is equipping in the sense that, well... Okay, so first, it's always fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's always fun to play a, a game, right? Yeah. Um, but our kids have many of our kids have played sports, um, and 
for them to be able to be exposed to non-homeschoolers, to non-Christians, to Christians who are being raised People in from all walks of life. nominal homes or yeah. maybe just don't know, right? Um, and for them to have to really grapple with some things, like maybe they hear that nine-year-old cussing up a storm and they're like, whoa, why do they have such a foul mouth? And then they hear the parent yelling, shut up on the sideline or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're just like kids, it's amazing what kids come from. Yeah. And when your kids are exposed to that stuff, like I know some homeschooling parents or just even parents just in general hold back. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's important that we realize that that can be a teaching opportunity. Yeah. So whether you homeschool or not, this is for you. I mean, it's 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 about, you know, helping your kids be in the world, but not of it. And they're going to have to learn through experience of doing that while we're protecting them. And as they get older, it's a gradual process going to our next point here. Mm -hmm. It's gradual as they're young and as they get older at your pace that you feel is appropriate to let them go do more and more things Mm -hmm. and experience aspects of, you know, playing on a sports team or, you know, doing debate over here or there's all kinds of things that kids have done. So many different kinds of experiences, whether it was doing like a camp. Kelsey went to Stanford uh, for a, a summer Long trial program. Long travel program. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we also did like summer camp one summer and just different things. We've had lots of experiences over the years and we've learned a lot from those experiences. Maybe wouldn't do some of them over again, right? But you live and you learn. and, And can I just say it's okay as a parent, it's okay to make a decision and do something and go, you know what? That really wasn't the best decision. We've done that before Yeah. where we've seen the fruit and we've gone, hmm. Maybe that was okay for that kid, but maybe not that kid. And I think that's how you have to approach parenting. But you also should never sacrifice your kids' um, purity, walk with God, yes, yes. righteousness, just to get experiences in the world. Right, exactly. So there's a balance there, and uh-huh. that's where you have to be a discerning parent. Right, because a lot of times people will see like courageous parenting, and they'll be like, they're surprised when they find out that we're homeschooling. Actually, I've had a few people like mm-hmm. that point that out. And, and obviously, like... You don't have to be a homeschooling parent to be a courageous There's parent. Lots There's courageous lots of parents courageous that parents don't that don't. <laughs> but um, they go, well, wait, isn't that sheltering or whatever? And I, I just think that there's different aspects. There's different kinds of homeschoolers. And if you are purposefully engaged in your parenting in a way where one of your missions is to equip your kids for when they do go out so that they stand strong, then your approach is going to be a bit different than some people. And that's totally fine. Um, We have a couple different verses here. The first one we were going to share was in Proverbs 11 too, which says, when pride comes, then comes shame, but with the humble is wisdom. That is so important as parents because sometimes pride looks like this. It is thinking we're doing all the right things and it's actually prideful Mm -hmm. to overly control your kids. In some ways. Or to think that you can save, like the, I to actually think, think that oh we can do everything right and they're saved, right? That's exactly what I was gonna say. He could tell. I just yeah. didn't want to interrupt. But I like I've met people who think well if you do X, Y, and Z, then everything will they'll turn out Christians and this and that, you know, and and then their kids grew up and and it doesn't always work that way. Like you can't put your faith in what you do. You have to put your faith in God alone. And I think that's really humbling. And that they, concept yeah. alone, like nothing I can do to save can save my kids. But that doesn't mean that I back off and I don't do the things God's called me to. Right? Yeah. And pride can sometimes be uh, a parent that's doing more practical, right things, 
but missing the love with yeah. their kids and the yeah. relationship. Really, what is our what is knowing God about? It's about relationship with God. Mm-hmm. It's about knowing God. How do you know Him? You can't know someone without relationship, right? So it's so important. If 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 they may struggle to have a relationship with God yeah. if they don't have that deep relationship with you. Mm-hmm. It's very true. It's not like a requirement. It's not an equation, but we are. No, but we've talked about this in the parenting mentor program, like a lot with different people because they all, everyone has different stories of their upbringing that comes up often. Yeah. Like a lot of people feel like they weren't necessarily known, right? Or maybe their parent was living vicariously through them and pushing them to do sports that they were passionate about, right? Versus like what the kid was actually interested in was playing drums. We don't want to send them down our path subconsciously no. we want to know their uniqueness and help them go down the path they are called to go down that's right while at the same time passing on a legacy of skills that you do have so that they can be more equipped so i hope you guys are hearing us and going okay so it's that but it's also plus that like it's not an either or sometimes in life we can get so black and white to yeah. where we think which one is it but in reality it's and yeah. It can both can be true. And so, um, and I've learned that from you, Isaac. You well, there's a great quote by Jim Collins. He's in the business world. Uh, the book, Good to Great, the tyranny of the or, or the genius of the and. Mm-hmm. And we really, in many situations, believe in the genius of the and. That's right. Yeah. Now, at the same time, like big families oftentimes struggle with doing sports, right? Mm-hmm. Because they could be literally spending tons of hours of their life driving here and there and to and from and then not getting the other important things done. And so you have to really evaluate for your individual child, but also for your family and what is best in what season, right? Like yeah. postpartum moms, it might not be a good idea to be taking your kids to practices constantly, right? And yeah. so you have to look at the resources you have if you have friends and family that can help with driving and things like that. But Because we don't want to be the parents that just tell them what's right and how the world is. And then they, they don't ever see it. But they don't ever yeah. see it because over time, especially as they get into the teenage years, they'll lose trust in you if they can't experience mm-hmm. anything. It's true. If they can't experience relationships with different kinds of people, mm-hmm. if they can't experience... You know, um, going places yeah. with you. I know I've I've tried to help that by taking my kids to work with me when I used to do conferences and things like that. Yeah. Or, um, you know, they would sit with. Often they sit with me in coffee shops as I'm working on things, mm-hmm. and we run into people in the community. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just so important that they're able to. And as they get older, letting them go to certain events. Uh, of course, you're going to be careful about things, but mm-hmm. certain events where you trust things are going to be safe. Yeah. yeah. I think that having them exposed, especially, so I think about equipping your kids to be in the world and not of it. Part of me thinks about like vocation, right? Equipping yeah. your kids for vocation. And I just think about how awesome it is that like like our kids have actually been exposed to many different aspects, different types of vocations. It's true. God has um, put me down a windy road, hasn't he? Well, yeah, he has, <laughs> but it's been really educational for the kids because they've gotten to be up close and personal to many different things and to see like oh, okay well if I'm an entrepreneur maybe I do or don't want employees for yeah. example or maybe I don't want to be an entrepreneur and I need someone to tell me what yeah. to do like it's People really good differently. for kids to figure those kinds of things out before they launch from your home if possible and you don't want to do undue pressure on things that go against the wiring of your kids and God wired each of your kids uniquely differently yeah. they're independent human beings created by God 
and he put them in your jurisdiction for actually not that long, mm-hmm. a, a season of 20% of their life, of their life mm-hmm. on earth. And then on there's earth, an eternity yeah. after that. So a very short period of time to really equip them, love them mm-hmm. and, uh, Help them see God. Yeah. So let's share from James 1, 2 through 4, which says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Yeah. So if they don't experience trials, how do they know how to handle them? And what's cool is we get to help them handle them biblically. These are the opportunities. Maybe they have a relational tear with somebody. A, a, a girl has a, a friend of hers that, and mm-hmm. there's a rac- relational tear. Well, now you can take her to this scripture, for example, mm-hmm. and you can teach her that. And you can go, hey, I tried to share this truth with somebody and they, they didn't receive it well. Mm-hmm. What go, did you learn from that what experience? What did you learn? How could yeah. you improve? Not Don't right. just assume they're wrong. Right. This is part of equipping them in relationship with different kinds of people too. Is like, okay, let's first look at what we can improve. Mm-hmm. Let's really be introspective. And then let's look at where maybe the communication broke down and what you can do to repair mm-hmm. that relationship without a requirement of them doing something. Because mm-hmm. that's real grace. Yeah. And then they start by teaching them these things. You're equipping them. To be able to, to do it in the future. To do it in the future <laughs> and understand yeah. the grace of it's God. It's true. Yeah. It's true. I think that also we want them to be equipped. We're talking about equipping here. And when I think of the word equipped, I think of tools in the toolbox, mm-hmm. right? And so what better tools than patience and faith, right? Yeah. And that we would have our kids be lacking nothing, right? But they're obviously not going to be challenged to grow out of their comfort zones in any way if we don't allow them to fail at times and walk with them gently through that. I want to take a moment and give you something for free, if you haven't got it already, is the Date Night One Sheet. It is a beautiful document you can download that will have some key questions on it for your date night to just get in alignment about what's most important for your family. No matter what time of year, it's always important to recalibrate. You can get that by going to CourageousParenting.com and subscribing to our mailing list. Um, Also, you can get all of our show notes and everything at CourageousParenting.com. And I also just want to share real quick about the Parenting Mentor Program. So many families are being transformed by going through this. Uh, It's the six-week self-paced program uh, with live engagement from us and even direct interaction. So if you want to join us, uh, here's a little bit more about it. You can find out more at CourageousParenting.com. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. I think another thing is instilling a love for all people. Yes. God loves 
So Luke 10.27 said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with Mm. all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Don't forget the neighbor. That's right. And so, I mean, how much, let's just be, let's ask the hard question. How much do you love yourself? Some people actually don't really love themselves very Mm, much, which is, um, there's a whole nother episode potentially there, but we want our kids to be confident and we want them to be courageous. We want them to have strong faith, Mm -hmm. to know what they believe, to be willing to stand up for it. That all those things are required to be not of the world. Right. Um, they want, they need to know truth and believe it. actually right but at the same time if they don't love themselves like that's gonna kill the confidence that's gonna kill like so So and and a lot of times people can't love themselves because they didn't experience love true and so we have to make sure that we are teaching them how to share love as they are in the world um with other people in a way that's going to be that light the way that's gonna build the kingdom of god that's gonna be great commission minded and we don't want our kids to grow up with an elitist attitude of we are christians and then there's everybody else no they should grow up loving god's people he created all people yeah and so that is super important because you have no relationship and no influence with people unless people sense love from you first. Yeah. And that's important. So how are they going to learn that in your family? They need to learn how to love each other, the siblings. Mm-hmm. Isn't, wouldn't that be helpful if they loved each other more? Well, that's an mm-hmm. important thing for them loving others in the future. Yeah. They need to see a marriage that love and respect each other. And they see that uh, the dad sees the wife as equal in value in every way. Mm-hmm. And the wife sees the husband as equal in value in every way. Yeah. Although different biblical roles, but loving and respecting mm-hmm. one another in a team that um, is equipped mm-hmm. to, is, is helping them launch into the world. Yeah. So another thing that is really important for equipping your kids for, actually, I'm just going to say for the uncertain world, because that's mm-hmm. part of our our tagline, right, is to equip confident Christian kids for an uncertain world. But equipping them for this uncertain world, but to be not of the world, Yeah, you want them, one of the best ways that they can show love for all people is to believe virtue in others. Oh, um, and so this good. is this is something that you have brought up multiple times. It's something I struggled with a long mm. time ago in a few mm. different relationships True. that I've had. And I came to Isaac and he was like, are them. you sure Honest you're... You are. <laughs> Sometimes it's to my detriment, right? Yeah. But, you know, to be honest, like I have gone to Isaac and gone, oh, I'm struggling. This is this this conflict is happening. And he's like, well, are you are you expecting virtue from them or are you expecting that they really think that bad thing about you? Yeah. Right. And how many of us have thought, oh, they think this bad thought about me. Right. So and- there's plenty of times you come to me and say, hey, I think you're being prideful right there. Or I think you. You know, yeah. this or that. And so we we do this with each other. We're both sharing with it. Why? We, we need that. Yeah. We need accountability, we right? To. So important. But um, assuming virtue, I used to teach that in my younger years uh, in business when mm-hmm. I had a lot of young adults yeah. uh, working with me. And I would always, when they had a conflict with someone, I would go, hey, you need to assume virtue. Mm-hmm. What I mean is you need to assume the best in them mm-hmm. and that they're only thinking the best. Yeah. And part of assuming virtue is maybe we don't understand everything happening in this situation and we're so self-absorbed that we're only thinking about our part of the interaction with that person mm-hmm. when there are much maybe deeper layers of challenge there. 
Right. Maybe they, I don't know, like lost their job that day. And so yeah. they weren't glaring at you. They have a headache because they've been trying to figure out what they're, how they're going to pay their next month's mortgage. You know, like a lot of times I think people will allow the enemy to toy with their minds and thinking that a text comes through with a different tone than it really comes through with. Yeah. Right. Or just different things like that. So we need to expect virtue in others. And this is something that we have to model, but yeah. we need to teach our kids. And it's something that we started teaching our kids at a very young age. Yeah. Um, just in regards to like when they, when they tattletale, wait, did you actually see that? Okay. Mm -hmm. So why are you saying that? Did that really happen? Are you expecting virtue in your brother? So and important. So I think that that's a really key thing in relationships that will literally play into the rest of their life. If it's not way. happening with the siblings, don't expect it to happen when they launch. Like every day mm -hmm. is practice for launching into the world. That's You're true. equipping them every single day. It's not like you need, let's not make it too complicated. It's not that we need this <laughs> special meeting and this special book and these things. We just need to seize mm -hmm. the opportunities right in front of us on a daily basis and sometimes get outside of our own agenda and recalibrate to the opportunity right here of a sibling conflict and teach them, hey, are you mm -hmm. assuming virtue? It kind of sounds like you're assuming the worst in them. And yeah. so, you know, how does that make him feel? Right. And then here's... Johnny with tears in his eyes, yeah. you know, and you're talking and to him. And he's them. like, finally, I didn't know how to put that in words. And so jot that one down because that's a really big key aspect of like just even being in good relationship with other people is to expect virtue in them that what their heart intentions are are actually pure and godly. Um, okay, so let's talk about Ephesians 4 verse 29, which says... Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. This is a big deal. So, you know, we were talking about like potentially the, the kids are at soccer practice. They hear another kid talking with bad language. Mm -hmm. That would be considered corrupt talk. Or maybe they are at church and some girls are gossiping or some boys are gossiping mm -hmm. because it is not gender specific. You guys, this mm -hmm. stuff happens both ways. Um, and you're just, you go, okay, so let's see what the Bible says. Let's go to Ephesians four. Let no corrupt word proceed from your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers mm -hmm. and teaching your kids to, um, be careful about who they, um, spend a lot of time with because that will be more influence in their life is important. You also need to teach your kids how to choose wise friends and how to be discerning, actually. Um, yes, when our kids are younger, obviously, like we we choose the friends, actually. I'll say that when they're really yeah. young because a two-year-old and a four-year-old, they can't really, they don't have discernment in that same kind of way. Maybe they do yeah. in some regards and you need to be watching for that, right? Like they just really don't get along with that one kid. Mm -hmm. Um but I think that it's important that as they're getting older, you're constantly, from the time that they're little, you're teaching them how to share, right? And then if there's another little kid that's not being taught to share or just really is super selfish and doesn't ever share, mm -hmm. then your child will most likely naturally not want to spend time with that other child. Just be on the lookout for that, right? Yeah. And then you don't push that relationship, but you don't close the door on it either, mm -hmm. right? You have balance with that because your kid can be a good influence, but at the same time, you want to be sensitive to your child's like obvious outward 
um, I don't know if you would call them symptoms or like triggers that you can see yeah. that will show you, oh, they're not really clicking, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that it's important that we are constantly teaching our kids wisdom and how to choose good friends. And the best wisdom is found in scripture alone. It is. And so we also want to teach them, part of equipping them is how to be wise, but not judgmental of everybody mm. because they mm. don't align that same example. There can be a multitude of examples, yeah. but the swearing kid or whatever is let's not, let's not be judgmental. Right. We're not to so, judge people who yes. aren't believers. Now, when you say judge, a lot of people, I mean, <laughs> okay, sorry guys. It's kind of like a, a little soapbox for me on judgment, but um, so I won't go into it in depth, but a lot of Christians mess up the words judging, right? They do. And um, it's important that you teach your kids that there's a difference between people who are in the church and people who are outside of the church and That's that right. we're not to judge people who are outside the church. We're to have compassion on them actually. So yeah. in the circumstance where the kid who's not a Christian cusses, or yells back at his mom or dad, right? Mm -hmm. um, and your kid comes to you. I would hope your kid comes to you noticing that's different because hopefully that's different in your home. Yeah, I think and unfortunately too often parents are so busy and kids just are so used to things that parents aren't aware they're used to and don't mm -hmm. even talk to the parents. They're so not, that, yeah. that's a truth so, that's happening. So I would, I would hope that your kids would notice that that's uh, weird because it's not what they do in their home, but that they would like be like, wow, mom, like that, that happened. And they are like coming to you with it. And I that praise God, if they come to you with that stuff, that shows that they trust you. Yeah. If they don't come to you with that stuff, that shows they don't trust you or they're not noticing a difference. So it's not a big deal to them. Yeah. Both things are actually red flags in my mind. Yeah. So you, we just talked about the the non-believers, but, but then there's people that do believe the Christians right. and we are to discern another, maybe a better word would be to mm -hmm. discern who we spend time with based on their fruit. Right. God says to look at the fruit. And there's a great scripture on that in Galatians 5, yeah, 22. Says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering. I love that word, yeah. long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Wow. Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh. Amen. With its passions and desires. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And then it goes on. So powerful. And so first of all, we have to model, live out, living and leading with the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Do we show the fruits mm -hmm. of the spirit? Are we modeling that for the kids and how we interact with them when they're being good and when they're not being good? Right. Are we showing the fruits of the Spirit? Totally. It is so important to do that so they feel the love and they understand what transformation looks like. And so when God, mm -hmm. only God can do the salvation, mm -hmm. but when he does that, they desire to walk in the fruits mm -hmm. of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. and, and also, they're looking for comrades that have the fruit of the Spirit. So we do need to discern amongst other believers mm -hmm. who has fruit and who doesn't and only walk with mm -hmm. people with with strong fruit strong in a, in a deeper, more personal way. Yeah. But we're to love all people. So that's super important. So it's important to teach your kids wisdom by through example, mm -hmm. but also teaching the biblical truth of that and looking for the fruit. You can always tell by the fruit. 
So Philippians 2.4 says, Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Amen. So this is something that we want to be modeling for our kids. Like if someone in your community, like, guys, here's a test. If you're living in in church, community, biblical fellowship, whatever you want to call it, there's so many different phrases, all means the same thing. Um, within the body of Christ, even your neighbors, like if you're living with your life open to people, then people should feel welcome to come to you when they have a problem. Yeah. And are you looking into the interests of others? Are Amen. you there to help them? Is that modeled in front of your kids? Or are you just so driven in your own mission that you are literally living life and not even taking consideration for anyone else but yourself? Amen. And the final thing, which goes with that, is equipping your kids is teaching to be them how to be servants to other people, mm-hmm. how to serve, how to have polite manners, have polite manners. manners in the world, not be self-seeking. Um, you know, stepping aside for the older lady holding the door open. Here's some practical things that your yeah. little kids can do to practice looking into the needs of others. Um, maybe holding a sister's hand in the parking lot, right? To help yeah. mom while she's fumbling with the groceries yeah. so she doesn't get hit by a car or whatever, right? Like there's so many things that it's like, oh, wait, come here. Your shoe's untied helping a sibling. Um, maybe even just helping out a neighbor. Like maybe you have an elderly neighbor and you see that her weeds are going out of control. Yeah. You know, like it, there are so many ways that we could practically be serving other people. And isn't that really what we want our kids? We want them to have that as part of their, um, their makeup when they leave and launch our, from our home. Right. Amen. Amen. That they would be looking to the needs of other people. Well, Hey, thanks so much for joining us. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.